Hey guys, what's going on? Sunny D here. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. Super excited about the episode you're about to listen to because there's a lot of terms flying around about stocks, about GameStop, about Reddit, about Robin and all these companies that until about a week or two ago, a lot of people had never even heard of before. So I want to break it down for all my beauty pros out there give you my take, give you my spin, my understanding, which, you know, isn't a a super in-depth understanding, but I would say it's like a 30,000 foot view for everyone that's been wondering. I've been getting a lot of people hit me up on the socials, you know, what's going on with GameStop? Do you invest? Because maybe they've heard me talk about investing in the past. What's Robinhood all about? What the hell is Wall Street Bets? So I'm going to get into all of that on this special edition, the money episode, which lives within the YFY podcast. So if you're able to take some notes, take some notes, not going to be a whole lot of things to write down, but you might take away a few things. Hopefully you do. Can't wait to get your feedback. I'm excited. Had a lot of fun recording this episode and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get into the YFYI podcast, the money episode and let's talk about GameStop. Hey, 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 what's going on out there? How's everybody doing? You are now tuned in to the YFYI podcast, and I'm here. I'm your host, Sonny D. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming back. If you're a repeat listener, if this is your first time tuning in to the YFYI podcast, welcome to the YFYI podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right. Learning how to build your business. Now, what is your business? You may be first year in the beauty industry. You may be a first year salon owner. You may be a first year whatever owner, but you are in some kind of business and you are going to have your first year. Now, I focus on the beauty industry because that's kind of my area, having gone through school, been a first-time beauty industry professional once you graduate and you start your journey, having also then gone into salon ownership and then owning a salon for the first time. That's another first-time experience. Those are some of the first-time experiences that I've had, and those are the areas that I focus on. But you know what we find out? is we find out that first-time experiences, they're really similar across industries, across sectors, across environments. And so when you're learning those first steps, those first 12 months, those first 18 months of your career, you're learning in learning mode, what are some of the things that can happen? Those are the types of things I like to discuss. Some of the pitfalls, challenges, ups, downs, also bring you up to speed on current happenings and what's going on in the state of business. Now, today, I'm dedicating this episode to, we do a series of kind of a side series on YFYI, we call it the money episode, where we talk about things about money, we talk about finance, we talk about things you can do with money, investing, and that's kind of where I wanna focus today's episode on. Now, quick disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not an accountant, this isn't any kind of investment advice. This isn't meant to be used as investment advice. These are just my thoughts and opinions and on what I'm seeing and witnessing, and I'm bringing it to you. 
Got to throw that out there before somebody loses their shirt. Now, if you're tuned in on the vid, if you're watching this on video, thanks for being here. If you're listening to this, thanks for listening. You can listen to this anywhere you can find a podcast. But what I want to talk about now is what the hell is going on with this little company called GameStop. So a lot of people have seen it. People are asking me, you know, what's going on? You know, I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, well, you're in business. You should know. Like, I hear about GameStop, GameStop, GameStop. The other thing you're hearing about is this company called Robinhood, Robinhood, Robinhood. Then this little company over here, we're hearing about, you know, something called Reddit, Reddit, Reddit. And then what the hell is Wall Street Bets? So between GameStop, Robinhood, Reddit, Reddit, Wall Street Bets, all of this has converged into the news media lately. So I want to kind of give you my take and give you a little rundown, give you some of the facts, give you the, the beauty stylist, beauty co CEO version and my take. So here's what's going on. There's a, a chat forum called Reddit, right? Where you can go on there. You can go in different rooms, download the app. I'm not going to explain their entire business model, but essentially you can go in rooms, chat rooms. Old school. It's nothing fancy. It's a pretty straightforward app. There's nothing, you know, it's not sexy. It's not, you know, TikTok. It's not, you know, a Snapchat environment or an Instagram art gallery type of vibe. It's purely topics you're interested in. You can find a room on just about anything. And then there's these little subreddits, people chatting, sharing, discussing, talking shit, all of the above you can find in there. Now, there's one room in particular that is called Wall Street Bets. If you go on Reddit and you look up Wall Street Bets, you're gonna find this room. And what Wall Street Bets is all about, it's all about like investing, it's all about talking about stocks, it's all about talking about stock market. There's all different kinds of people. You don't really necessarily know their credentials. Are they an experienced investor? Are they an advisor? Are they part of some big hedge fund that are moving billions and billions of dollars all around the globe? You don't really know who might be in there. It could be everybody from, you know, Joe the plumber to Sonny the hairstylist to whoever the whatever. So you don't know who's in there, but people are in there sharing. And this, this uh, about a about a year and a half ago, you know, there started to be a little bit of chatter going on. And now this is how long it takes these things to bubble up and boil up. So back then, right, a couple summers ago, there's some talk about this company called GameStop. Now, everybody, if you don't know what GameStop is, I mean, GameStop is essentially, you know, it's a small store. You go in, you can rent video games, you can buy video games, you can trade video games, you can buy consoles, you can, and they do a lot of things. I'm uh, thinking about the last time I've been in a GameStop is like uh, never, maybe, maybe when, I mean, years ago. I mean, the company's been around forever. They're You've seen them, right? You see them all over the place. They got the, you know, the black, they got the red and the white logo, GameStop. Okay. If you're into video games, you know. So this company called GameStop's being chatted about. Now, what happens is it starts to build up this momentum. And in this little chat room, Wall Street Bets, uh, people start talking about, and I don't know how this information got out there. But people started talking about how these big hedge funds are shorting the GameStop stock. Now, any company that's traded on the stock exchange is a publicly traded company. They went through a process, like I own privately 
own companies, but we are corporate. We are corporations. We have stocks. So our stocks are owned by me, maybe some of our execs, maybe some of our stylists, you know, but it's all private. But one day, maybe your company's doing well, maybe it's not, who knows? But one day you decide you want to go public. So you go through all this paperwork, you open up the books, you show all your numbers, and you have what's called an IPO, an initial public offering. Big day. Depending on the company, you may be talked about in the news. Depending on the fanfare, you know, if you're a Facebook or something like that, or an Uber or one of the companies that's generating, you know, we, we call the unicorns that are like billions and billions of dollars in a short period of time, you're going to be in the news. You're probably going to be there, you know, ringing in the bell, getting your picture taken, all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of other companies that go public you never hear about, but they're on the stock exchange. And once you go public, all your books are opened up and everyone can see your numbers. <clears throat> then people can actually buy shares of your company. So GameStop is one of those, one of such companies. They're publicly traded. They're on a stock exchange. You, me, regular Joes, we can go and we can buy shares of GameStop until, and this is where Robinhood starts to come into the situation here. So there's all this talk about these big hedge funds that are going to short GameStop. Now I'm going to give you, so there's a movie, The Big Short. If you ever seen The Big Short, it's, um, it's a true story about the financial crisis that happened 2008, 2009. Definitely recommend. Go watch it. It's, it's funny, but you can learn a lot about the world of finance. You can learn a lot about how companies think, how they work, the quants, the guys that figure out all the numbers, how those things roll out. And you can learn a lot about maybe why you you heard somebody got evicted from their house, lost their house, owned houses, went broke, went bankrupt, all this stuff, all the chaos and shit that was going on back in 2008, 2009, when little Sonny was starting his company in the middle of a recession. I didn't know what was going on. You know, I probably wouldn't have if I did know, uh, but I was bright eyed, bushy tailed, like, yeah, I'm going into business. And everyone's like, whoa, you know, it's kind of dangerous right now. But I guess, you know, I was running into a burning house, <clears throat> but that was what I was doing then. I don't know what you were doing, but where were you? You know, 2008, 2009. So this is what's happening. So that movie explains it. And the movie's called The Big Short because there's a guy in there and then a few other guys that follow him that realizes what's happening with the housing market and how everybody and their mother, cousin, mother, cousin, brother, sister are buying houses or getting approved for loans, even people that don't even have a job, right? The mortgage industries are just getting greedy. They're writing all these, you know, mortgages for people that are never going to be able to afford the payments on these houses or giving them these introductory low, low, low payments, and then all of a sudden they blow up in a year or two. And then once they start blowing up and people become delinquent, then what do you think happens? Foreclosures galore. And so all that took a couple of years and it boiled up and bubbled up <clears throat> and it bubbled up until it pops. And so whenever you hear about a stock bubble, that's what, how the bubble happens. So there's all this money coming in and then all of a sudden, when those rates go up, nobody could afford their houses. Stock market took a huge hit. Housing market literally collapsed. 
and it's been in recovery. It was in recovery mode for, you know, five, almost 10 years, pretty much, you know, 2000, we're in 2021 right now. And there's still some damage left over from that bust that happened with the recession. So, but there were some guys that spotted this bubble that was being created and they did, you know, what's called a short. And they went and they said, we're going to bet against the housing market. Now, everybody's like, well, you know, all these big hedge funds, all the, you know, the big, big, smart, powerful, lucrative, rich hedge funds. They're like, you think the housing market and one of the guys, Michael Burry's Dr. Michael Burry played by, I think Christian Bale hit that's played his character. He goes into the Goldman Sachs, <clears throat> all these big banks and says, Hey, listen, guys, you know, I want to short the housing market. Can you create a product? Because right now there's no bond that exists. So he's like, can you create it? And I want to buy, you know, a hundred million of it. And they're, they're sitting there like thinking this guy's crazy. He wants to short the housing market. Real estate always increases in value, right? That's, you know, that's the best thing you can ever do. That's what, you know, it's been sold for years and years and years. Buy a house. It's going to go up in value, have equity, ba 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 ba. It's a great investment. That's been going on for years and years and years. He's looking at the numbers though. And he realizes that there's people that are 30, 60, 90 days, you know, late or behind on their mortgages. And he's like, well, what happens when these mortgages go to a certain percentage of delinquency or non-payment? Then the foreclosures start. So he, he sees this about the build. So he's looking at this like 2005, six, seven. He sees what's going to happen. He sees the writing on the wall. So he wants a shorty. He's like, I'm going to, I want to be on the other side of that bet. And I want to bet that the housing market is going to go down. And so they create a product, essentially let him borrow against the housing market go going down. And he's got to pay these premiums every month. And less the housing market goes down, he, is out of millions and millions and millions of dollars. So this is going on months and months and months and months and months. And finally, 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 the math checks out, right? Numbers don't lie. He's got the fancy computers. He's got the fancy numbers. He's got the resources and he's in one of those hedge funds, but he's on the other side of it. One of the first few people. And then other people did jump in to bet against it as well but they were a little late. So eventually it pays off. Eventually he, he makes the right bet. And so it's shorting. So if you think about it, he's basically betting on something to go down. So these guys that are over here in wall street bets are talking about GameStop and somebody knows, I don't know who knew or how they knew that there was a lot of short selling against GameStop betting. It was going to go down. Why? I don't know, maybe because they were looking at it like this is like a blockbuster video. This thing isn't have this doesn't have any, you know, it's losing money. It's been around. I mean, GameStop is not a new company. I mean, GameStop is founded in 1984, right? It's 37 years old. It was, you know, single digits, a stock of GameStop 
back then was single digits. We're talking, you know, three bucks, four bucks, you know, high of maybe in the teens. It's never really climbed anywhere, but they're just betting on it's going to go down. So they, there's a bunch of short positions against GameStop. And these Wall Street bets guys know that this is happening and they're thinking, you know what? You know, why do the hedge funds always, you know, because they got the fancy computers, they got the fancy equipment. Why do they always get to, you know, make all the money? And why do they always get to, you know, have all the, you know, be able to to hedge all their bets? And, and we're over here, you know, just kind of watching it all happen. And so the the chat thread starts to turn into, you know what? Let's stick it to the man. Let's stick it to the guy. Because here's what happens. If you buy the short and the stock goes in the opposite direction, you lose. So these hedge funds that are putting millions and millions of dollars betting it's going to go down, if enough small guys start buying the stock and it goes the opposite direction, not only do we make money as the small guys because the stock goes up, but the hedge funds lose and let the games begin. So the thing that makes this possible is a company like Robinhood. Now, why is Robinhood important in this little saga? Because Robinhood has made it possible for people like you, me, small guys that don't have uh, financial advisors, maybe don't have access to all the big guns and the big toys and the big you know, resources that some people do have, or have a, a stock broker that's dealing with our money and investing our money and trying to help us make money. Robinhood's like, you know what? We're gonna make, we're gonna, we're gonna democratize trading for everybody. We want everybody to be able to participate in the stock market. And to the point where, you know, you look at a company like Amazon, where one share of Amazon's like a couple thousand dollars. Maybe you don't have a couple thousand dollars, but what if you had $2, $3, $4, $5? You can buy a sliver, a fraction of Amazon. So you could enter the game. You could get in the game for little, little, little to no money. That's what Robin Hood, that's their mission. They want to help everybody be able to participate. Now, this past year, what happened? We had coronavirus, right? We had coronavirus. People were out of work. People were at home. People were living off their savings. People were getting stimulus checks. And people started investing in stocks. Now, stock market was on a tear. You know, it goes up, it goes down. But people were investing. All of these people that are coming into the market, they're not maybe experienced investors, they're not sure what they're even looking at when they're looking at, you know, the Robin Hood app and they're looking at these stocks and they're looking, you know, and, you know, you recognize certain names, you know, the Apples, the Amazons, the Googles of the world, the Netflixes, all those. But, you know, some of these other companies, you don't know, you know, you're talking to your friend. He's like, yeah, you know, he, he says the company he heard about, but nobody knows what, but to put a little money in, you see what happens. Right. So it's kind of like the casino. And we know what happens at casinos. You go in, you win a little, you lose a little, but mostly you lose in the long run. Casinos don't stay open by you making money. 
they entertain you for a little bit. You lose a little bit. Hopefully you don't get, you know, hurt too bad. And then you hopefully come back every once in a while you win a little, so you feel good. And then you go back and you give it back. Right. But that's where a lot of investors, what we call like retail investors or unsophisticated investors are doing on a Robinhood app, right? I'm on Robinhood. I even, when we got locked down, you know, we're talking brainstorming with my team. I even told my team about Robinhood. I'm like, yeah, you can go on there, you know, check it out. I mean, don't put your whole entire savings in there, but maybe you get invested in a little bit of the stock market, learn a little bit. And they also help, they teach and they kind of, give you all kinds of access to information that normally you wouldn't get. So you feel like you're participating in the open and free trading market. And that's what people wanted to do. Now, here's where things get a little bit sketchy because along comes Wall Street bets and they're talking about this company called GameStop and all this buzz about sticking it to the man and everyone's getting hyped up and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And on the other side, you have all those hedge funds that are shorting GameStop. They're betting it's going to go down. Now, the general process again. So if you're going to short and you could short, but here's the process, right? You're going to borrow shares from your brokerage you don't have a brokerage it may be a little tricky you're a hedge fund you got a big brokerage and you're going to sell them so your bar it's it's you're selling borrowed shares and you're selling them at the current market price which again the concept is you think it's going to fall right so ideally your view is correct ideally and when the price has dropped you buy back the shares at the lower cost, you pay back what you owe, and then you pocket the difference. You make a money. So, so here you go. So for example, right? You short a stock, say it's you know a $7 stock, right? And then the price slides. It goes down like you thought, and it goes down to $2. You buy it at $2, and then you make a $5 profit. Now you add about five, 10 zeros on the end of that. That's what some of these big hedge funds are doing, right? So they're buying a stock at, you know, it's seven bucks, right? They're looking at it, boom. They're going to buy a hundred million at $7, right? So they're now at 700 million. It slides down to two. Right. So now it's worth 200 million. Right. And then, boom, what happens? They sell it or they buy it at two and then they profit five. So they're shorting it at seven. It slides. Right. They buy it at two. They got to pay back what they borrowed. And then they have a nice, cool profit of 500 million. That's the idea. That's the, the, the process. And if you're right, you can win big. But in this case, what happened? People in Wall Street bets, they started saying, let's jack the price up. So now you're looking at it. You borrowed shares from your brokerage. You sold them at the current market price, right? Your view is correct. Price drops. You buy back. You pay back, 
you get the difference. Now, you buy them, current market price, price goes up, you still got to pay back. Right? So now you, instead of that 500 million difference, you could be owing, right? So that's what the Wall Street bets people thought would have been amazing if they could push. And it's called a squeeze, right? It's called a squeeze. So they want to squeeze the short sellers, short squeeze. So you'll hear that term, short squeeze. So they want to squeeze the shorts and make those shorts feel it, make them feel it in the bank. And when this starts happening, GameStop over here starts going up, 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 up. I had a friend that got one of these stocks for free. When they signed up at Robinhood with the promo code, they shared it. They shared it. Boom, boom, boom. You get a free stock for signing up. They get a free stock. They got this stock for free a couple of years ago. Had no idea. Never even logged in. Just signed up. It was like, wait a minute keep hearing about this GameStop when they go back and they check they check in on it yeah you got it you own it and you got it at four bucks and a couple of weeks ago it's like four hundred dollars you just got three hundred almost four hundred dollars for free now that's just one share now the people that are in there buying it are buying you know, five shares, 10 shares, 100 shares. And the guys from the Wall Street Bets thread, they're going in there spending their whole entire life savings as much as they can. They're pushing money into this thing. They're trying, okay, so boom, it starts happening, it starts happening, it starts happening. And then what happens? Robin Hood's like, eh, eh. Because here's the problem with, you could look at Robin Hood, they're not a bank, but you could look at them similar to a bank. Banks, they're allowed to loan money. They're allowed to trade on money that they're holding, your money, my money. They're allowed to leverage money that they're holding at ridiculous ratios. For example, you give a bank $1, they can then take that $1 and they can loan out $10 to Joe Blow over here with every $1 they're holding of your money. Now you're gonna say, well, how's that possible? Well, that's how they, listen, you make up the rules, you write the rule book, you create the game, right? You write the rules, that's how it works. So then you're like, well, what if I want my $1 back? You go get your $1, right? And then Joe still has $10, he got a loan from the bank on your $1. So that's how banks are able to do it. Now. If you want your $1, you go get your $1 back. They could take it from somewhere else and give it to you. But should everybody at one time decide they all want their $1 back, right? Say they had 10 customers that all put $1 in. That means the bank has $10. But remember, on each of those $1 that was put in, they were giving out $10 to other people. So if they have 10 people, they actually have $10, but they've now loaned out $100, right? To maybe 100 different people, maybe one person, maybe whatever. And so now if everybody comes back and they're like, oh, we all want our money at the same time, uh-oh, we don't have any of your money. 
right? Because we loaned it all out. We're waiting. We're going to get fees. We're waiting for people to pay it back. But all your money's gone. So what are the odds that everybody, all 10 customers are going to come at once and want their money? It's never going to happen. Like they're betting like a thousand to one, maybe. If that happened, that's what we would call a run on the bank. That's what we call everybody showing up with their ATM card. Like I want all my money and I want it in hard, cold cash now. Not going to happen. Banks don't have that money, right? They don't have that money. It's all out there doing stuff. Hopefully. What they're hoping is it's out there and it's making more money and it's returning back to the bank in multiples. That's the business that they're in. Nothing wrong with that. Solid business until it's not. So with Robinhood, they've got now all these people because there's this buzz going on and now everybody wants to be a part of it because this thing is taken off like a rocket because of all the guys over at wall street bets putting money into it short sellers are freaking the faces off they're like what in the hell is going on they're like looking around everybody's trying to get in on it right gamestop they're like uh, yeah, this is good shit because now our company is being talked about. Like we're the hottest shit that's hit the street in a minute. We've been around for 40 years. Nobody's talked about us like this. So GameStop's loving it. I'm sure. Right. People are probably going to GameStop that never been there before driving by a GameStop just to see, like they think it's going to look different because everyone's like buying their stock and it's still the same shit. Right. But anyway, GameStop's loving it. Wall street bets guys are loving it. Everybody's plowing their money in. The people that aren't loving it is Robin Hood because now Robin Hood's sitting back thinking, what if we have a run? Now, we just let everybody do all execute all these trades. And what if everybody decides they all want their money at the same time? Because Robin Hood doesn't have that money either. Right They're They're thinking like a bank. Every, not everyone's going to want their money at the same damn time. And a stock doesn't go up 300, 400, you know, percent in a day. Not usually. So Robin Hood says, they hit the break. No more support for GameStop stock. And everybody loses their shit. Because they're like, wait a minute. You guys are supposed to be open, free, helping people be able to get into the investing game, get into the market, and now you don't support. So people are worried if their money is going to get tied up. I'm like, well, you can sell, but you can't buy. So then you're saying, well, I want to participate in the market. What the fuck is that all about? So now you're sitting there thinking, you're getting screwed once again by big money, big tech, and big whoever the hell else. And that's why over the last seven days, eight days, maybe two weeks, if you've been paying attention, unless you've been under a rock, you've been hearing non-talk stop about GameStop, Robinhood, something called Wall Street Bets, and this other company over here called Reddit. Did you miss anything? Probably not. 
because when this whole thing started, GameStop was in single digits, right? And when this whole thing ends, is GameStop going to be in a better place? I mean, they got a lot of publicity, but is it going to be in a better place? As we're sitting here right now, it's in the 75-ish dollar range. And this is real time. Now, thinking about this a month ago, right, when it was peaking and it was hitting, you know, the $400 range, I think, I think it broke five maybe one day. Is it going to go there again? Probably not. Did you miss anything? Probably not. Because by the time you heard about it, which may have been, you know, late January, it was already peaking. It was already hitting the 300s. So did you hear about it late? Probably so. Because what it was happening was is a lot of speculation, right? People are treating it like a casino. And as of right now, you know, Robin Hood came under a lot of heat. Like, hey, man, you better, you know, you better unjack your shit because we're supposed to be able to. So then they're like, okay, well, you can come. And so They've had to go back and say, if you want to buy some, you can buy, but it's like super limited, maybe 20 shares. If you own 20 shares, you, you know, you, you can't buy more than that. And that's through their app. Now there's plenty of places you can go, but Robinhood was like leader in class in letting everyone participate in the open free market and it's supposed to be open and free. And where is GameStop heading again? I don't know. Nobody knows. But did the company do anything to justify over the past year when you look at, you know, in March of 2020, it was a $3, $4 stock. And then you fast forward, you know, till now what it went up to $400. Did they do anything to justify a 300, 400% increase in value? No. Now there's some chatter. Well, they were making moves, right? There was some chatter. I mean, they brought in some new people. They brought in, you know, they got some people from Chewy.com. They got people from Amazon. They want to become the Amazon of the video game industry. Yes. I mean, they're trying to reinvent themselves. Yeah, no shit. They've been trying to do that for a long time. But is it a $400 stock? Probably not. You know, is it as valuable as a Netflix almost? Probably not. I mean, when you think about the stocks that you're comparing this against, the $400, you know, the $400 club, I mean, we're talking, you know, companies, I mean, yeah, that are clearly the companies of the now, like the Zoom stock is a $384 stock. Now, is there a justification there? Yeah. Why? Because we got quarantined for life almost. And so everybody was using, I'm using Zoom right now, you know, so usage was up every, but what was up at GameStop? There was no justification. It was just the chatter that was happening. But what does that show you? You know, maybe you need to be on Reddit. <laughs> Maybe you need to be in the chat thread. Now I'll tell you right now, the chat thread, Wall Street Bets, it went from like one little over 1 million to like 5 million people. 
you know, downloaded, read it and got into that chat because they're like, I want to know what's next. And there's always going to be these little pops. There's going to be, you know, Bitcoin, different kinds of cryptocurrencies people are looking at, people looking at silver, they're looking at this, they're looking at that. A lot of it's speculation. So that's the, that's the overall, that's the uh, 30,000 foot view from a non, you know, an investor type, you know, I'm a, I'm a hairstylist, I'm a salon owner. I just wanted to share this with you so they maybe give you some clarity on what is going on, what shorting is, what a big short looks like, what a short squeeze looks like. Talk about the players, the Robin Hoods, the GameStops, the Reddits, and the Wall Street bets. I'm in that chat thread, been in it for a while. You know, didn't make a ton of money on GameStop. Wasn't trying to go to the casino and lose money either, but was interesting. Uh, it was very interesting to watch how it was playing out. So that's what's going on. If you guys are investing, you know, you got to think about it. Like invest in a company that you work with, right? You watch Netflix, you use Netflix, you're a customer. You can buy a piece of Netflix. Yeah, and probably would make sense for you. But gambling is how you lose money. Investing, you can make money. But in these little things that are going to pop, if you got a little Play-Doh, right? You got a little Play-Doh, play money, <clears throat> play with it. But if you're putting your money, your hard-earned cash, like you're like contemplating like putting your paycheck into something that you don't know anything about, you've never even heard of until you saw the headline, you're probably going to lose. But again, this isn't investing advice. This isn't meant to be investing advice. This is just a guy, right, a stylist, salon owner, sharing what I observed giving you some of the deets on some of these companies and hopefully inspiring you to want to learn a little bit more about this. I want to learn a little bit more about investing. Investing is cool. It's fun. It's, you know, it, it's definitely, um, it can be fun. I mean, it can be cool, I should say, because you could also lose, you know, what you have, but that is a risk. You know, everything's a risk. Step outside today. It's a risk get behind the wheel of a car. It's a risk. Everything's a risk. Life is risky. So you're going to take some risk, but how do you calculate? Do your homework, you know, start tuning into some of these things, start paying attention, check out the Robinhood app, check out some of the other apps you can learn how to invest on. Start with a little bit, learn and watch it grow. But long-term, I mean, you definitely can you know, learn about the investing and become an investor, but just be careful with some of these, some of these little, because there's going to be more. This is just the most recent. There will be more. There will be more. But that's my take. That's my spin. This is the money episode. This is the YFY podcast. This is why you come to the YFY podcast. So you can get a layman's term, right? So you can get an everyday digestible approach and explanation hopefully that it made sense and what's going on if you have any questions you know hit me up i again i'm not a advisor investor advisor a financial anything i'm just a guy who's got a couple of apps i can read i can do basic math and this is my take on it 
So hopefully you got something out of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here with the YFY podcast. If you like the podcast, if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, a rating, a review, give me five stars. If you're digging it, give a rating, leave a review, share that on your socials, tag me at SunnyD1.0, tag at your first year in on Instagram, on anything you share, use the hashtag. YFYI podcast. I'm going to be looking for your review. Send me a screenshot. Show me you did the review. I've got some limited edition swag. I'll be sending you directly to your doorstep. If you want to check out any of the YFYI books, anything related to YFYI, you can always go over to yourfirstyearin.com and you'll be able to find both my first book, Your First Year in the Beauty Industry, how to not just survive, but thrive in the business of beauty. And my second book, your first year in salon ownership. And if you use the cool promo code, P-M-T-S-F-P, Paul, Michael, Foxtrot. Oops, no, it's not Paul, Michael, Foxtrot. It's P-M, Paul, Michael, Tango, P-M-T-F, Foxtrot. FP. No, damn, I screwed that up. PMTS FP. Okay. Hopefully you can, hopefully you can get that. PM Paul, Michael, Thomas, S Sierra, Foxtrot, Paul again. Yes. PMTS FP. If you can get that promo code internet checkout, you can save 20% on whatever you decide to get at yourfirstyearin.com. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for hanging in there. Hopefully this expanded your your understanding of what is going on with the uh, whole wild, wild, wild west right now, as it looks like, of investing. Looking forward to catching you guys on the next episode. Make sure you check out the yfypodcast.com for all past, current, and future episodes. And I will talk to you or if you're watching this on video i will see you soon and remember this is the place this is the podcast this is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again thanks for listening and or watching and i will talk to you soon All right, all right, here we are. And just like that, the episode is over. How do you feel? Do you feel like you just went to a class on investing? Because you didn't. But hopefully, hopefully, you guys got some takeaways. I tried not to get too into the weeds. There's a lot of information on this stuff, guys. But hopefully, you got a little bit of understanding on what's going on, what a short is, what a big short is, what a short squeeze is. The different ways that people can manipulate stocks in the stock market, whether they're illegal or kind of clandestine, subpar, maybe on the borderline of illegal. That's going to be a debate for another time, but it's happening. And hopefully maybe you got a little intrigued and want to learn more about the stock market. And if any of those things happen, then I did my job. So just thanks again for listening to the YFY podcast. Thanks for listening to the money episode. Love to hear your feedback. Hit me up on the socials, questions, comments. I'm all ears. Until next time, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.